You will miss who sent them. You will miss who's talking to them. So we have to recognize who's speaking. And we also have to understand that whatever Christ gives us is eternal. Amen? Amen? He told her, he said, I know you're drinking this water. You're going to thirst again. But I can give you water that you won't test again. And she was like, oh, really? What water? Whatever Christ gives us, it's eternal. Amen. It doesn't faint. Another thing that happened there was God told her the truth in love. God told her the truth in love. And like I mentioned earlier, during this weekend, you're going to hear messages. And I'm sticking to our character. Because what makes us notable is our character. It's how we react to things. It's what we say. It's not how we dress. You can walk in here and we like the way you dress. But you open up your mouth and you speak and we hate the way you talk. You can walk in here and you appear notable in the eyes. Until somebody steps on your toes accidentally and you flip out. And all of that dignity flies out the window. So the truth is going to come out in love this weekend. The teaching of the word of God that will come forth, it will bring out those things in you. You will be able to identify it and realize where God wants to fix you. Amen? Amen. Now, remember I said it was part of um, the rule that Jesus could not speak. Uh, what? Not just Jesus. The rule was you can't speak to a woman without her husband being present. So look at this. You would think that, okay, all right, maybe Jesus was trying to, to fulfill that rule when he asked her and said go bring your husband anybody who knew that rule go oh thank god Ooh, i thought he was just going to talk to her without her husband being present but jesus had something in mind he had restoration in mind he had deliverance in mind he had healing in mind he had the intention of bringing out the issues in her life but with love that's why he said go bring your husband you think he didn't know she didn't have it she, he, he knew. He knew she didn't have one. That's why he said, even the one you're with right now is not your husband. And she went, oh my. And you think that when a prophecy comes forth for you, or the Lord says something to you, you would think that you just accept it and go, oh yeah, you know everything about me. No. She tried to change the subject. When Jesus called out what was wrong in her life, she tried to change the subject. This weekend, God is going to call out some things in our life that are not right. When you hear them talk about Hannah, when you hear them talk about all these great women, you'll be able to identify whether you carry any one of those, uh, those character traits or not. That's Christ calling you out. That's Christ telling you you talk too much. That's Christ telling you instead of coming to the, to the temple and praying, you're fighting Benina with your own mouth. That would be God um, saying different things to us this weekend. But when the Lord brought to light what was wrong with her, she decided to change the topic and she became religious. She now said, okay, well, yeah, cool, all right, sure. Well, you know, we worship here. Our forefathers said this, I didn't, and Jesus was looking at her like, if you're going to worship me, you're going to have to do it in spirit and in truth. And the Lord redirected her back. And then she said, she asked, she asked him a question. She said, who are you? Let me, let me paraphrase it. She said, well, it's okay. Everything you told me is great. But when the Messiah comes, he's going to tell us everything. She, you didn't, in case you didn't realize it, she was trying to 
calm him down. Don't talk about my issues. Don't talk about the five men. Don't talk about the six one. It's okay. There's a Messiah coming. He'll tell us everything we need to. And the Lord said, you're talking to him. He said, you're talking to him. And I'm pretty sure her eyes open. Her understanding open. You might be here tonight and you're like the woman at the world. You came with so many baggages. You have so many things that people don't know or some that people know. But when you meet Christ, all of that is open before him. And if you allow him, he will take those things away. He will expose them to heal you, to deliver you, to give you wisdom and understanding on how to move forward with your life. And when he does that, And when he, do, when he does that, when God touches you, I don't know, I, the, the first time I really, I, I gave my life to Christ, this was in 97, I remember I watched a video, a movie, we were in Sunday school, Sunday school children, I watched a video of a man, of a guy who died and went to hell, who his parents preached to him and he refused. And his decision was based on his father's decision. He said, Dad, do you believe? The father said, I don't believe in Jesus. And he died. Right after an accident, he went to hell. And now his, his mom was sleeping and his soul came out from heaven, from hell, crying. Mama, hell is so hot. Hell is so hot. He touched me so much. That was the day I literally gave my life to Christ. I was like, I'm not going to have no hell for me. And I gave my life to Christ genuinely that day and I felt this weight lifted off me. And I wanted to tell everybody. I wanted to tell people, hey, this is what has happened to me. Even though I didn't know the word very well. Same thing with this woman right here. When she realized that was the Messiah, she went telling people. Our first female evangelist. She went telling people, come see a man who told me everything about me. Who had, I mean, I don't understand who, how this happened, but I have met the Messiah. Come, let's go find out. Let's go see some more. And my prayer and encouragement to you tonight is that as you are here, you will recognize who's talking to you. You realize that it's not man. God has brought you here. And as he has brought us here and they're teaching the things about us that are not right, they will come to light. There's a book called The Proverbs by One Woman. I started reading it and I realized there were a lot of things I didn't have. That's what the word of God does. It shows you who you are and who you're not. And as the word comes forth this, this weekend, I want us to recognize who's talking to us. And I want us to open up our hearts and understand that we as the women at the well, we lay it down for the Lord to see it, and we recognize Him, and we will go out and we will spread the fire. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Let's get up together for Jesus. Amen. Thank God for that message. That was really, really inspiring. Really, really inspiring. Amen. Amen. Um, a little boy, a little boy's prayer. So he wanted a bike. A little boy wanted a bike. And he decided to pray. Amen. Amen. So God will answer him. But he didn't know how to. So he turned on the TV. Flip on the channels on the TV and he saw a church. And he learned, he said he was going to learn how to pray from, from the TV channel. And this is how he prayed. 
Almighty and Eternal God. If it is your perfect plan for me to have a bike, I will be grateful if I can receive it tomorrow. <laughs> well, without end. Amen. And then he woke up the next morning and went outside and the bike was not there. And he decided to switch the channel. The first channel he watched was a big church. Then he switched to another channel. And then he made his prayer. He said, I declare my need for a bicycle. I pray that it will be blue and silver and be by my door in the morning at 6 a.m. Thank you for answering my prayer. Amen. He woke up and went outside, and the bike was not there. And he got really frustrated. And then he came home, and he went into a room, and his mom watched him. And he went somewhere where his mom had built a temple, and there was a statue of a woman that he saw his mom praying to, and he took it and tucked it under his shirt and went outside to the bush and came back without it. And this was his last prayer. Dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mom again. I'm saying this, telling this story, little boy's prayer, because that's the next segment of our tonight's program, praying for our children. Teaching our children to pray properly to God in the name of Jesus, not in the name of statues or things. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Tonight, it's a women's conference. It's about us, it's about our children, it's about our husbands. It's about our families. Amen. Amen. It's always a wonderful thing when women come together and pray and will for their children. Amen. Amen. I have looked at this country and sometimes, I'm honest, I get confused. What do I do for my children? How do I direct my children? What do I say? But I know there is a God. Amen. I know there is a Savior. Amen. I know the God that called me. And I am making sure that my children and I, we are serving that God. It's our choice in our house. What about you? Amen. 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 Tonight, at this time, I'm going to call the Mercy to the platform. God for Jesus, please somebody give him a hand. Hallelujah. Now give God a hand with a shout. Amen. Jesus loves when women come together. Amen. And thank God for the men amongst us. Hallelujah.
Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be under this open heaven. We thank you for what you are going to do in here this weekend. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we hand it all to you. Lead, direct, and manifest your power. Amen. Thank you for what you will do, Lord. We give you all the glory. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for the angels that are here. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. I welcome all of you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I welcome my friend, Sister Pat and her daughter. Jonelle, I love you guys. I'm so happy to see you. Welcome the Ohio people. The rest of the Ohio team, they are still coming. I think they, they just left the hotel or something. They are on their way. And uh, welcome Temple Hills, Rolai. Hallelujah. So, we should clap for, for Rolai, Ohio, too. Amen. <laughs> so, they drove in this afternoon. So, they went to the hotel. They're getting ready. They're on their way here. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for the pastor's wives. Um, we welcome Sister Delphine Billy. She is the pastor's wife of the pastor Billy's wife for the food gospel mission. And uh, we say to our pastor's wives in the house, um, Pastor Fontaine's wife, Sister Florence, and uh, Sister Kumi, Dr. Atu's wife, and Mr. Atu, and uh, Pastor Andrew, I'm sorry, Pastor, pastor Ambrose Wanrin, Wanrin's wife. Sister Joy from Rolai So we say to our pastor's wives in the house, let's say it in a in a common language, in the Pidgin language for those of you who know. You there? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, we give God praise. Okay, so first I'm going to be leading us to pray for the children, for our children, before I give a hopefully a brief teaching this evening and uh, I thank God for what he's going to do. Amen. If you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to sit, you can sit. If you want to lie down, you can lie down. If you want to jump, you can jump. You know, pray as the Spirit of God leads you and pray with all your heart. Amen. 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 Once upon a time, I prayed a prayer and was making lies. I thought I was crazy, but I came to realize from a testimony that I wasn't crazy. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright. Permit me use my glasses. I want us to start by thanking God for our children. If you have children, thank God for them. If you don't have children, thank God for the children you will have. Amen. Amen. So, I'd like us to thank God. Open your mouth and thank the Lord. Father, I thank you for my children. I thank you that you gave me the grace to give up children. I thank you 
ungrateful, O oh God. They are your servants who gave me privilege to become the mother of them. Nobody can make children. Nobody can have children without you giving. Oh God, give her all good things. Thank you. Thank you that I'm called a mother. Thank you, not only a mother, but a mother. Thank you, oh God. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 6, 2 to 3. It says, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Listen, this word of God is not only for unbelievers, it's for believers and unbelievers. There are some people who have died died young because they did not know how to honor their fathers and their mothers. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and your mother, it will be well with you. You want to pass exams, you will pass. You want to have a good husband, you will have. You want to have a good wife, you will have. You want to be excellent, in the things that you do, you will, have, you will be excellent. You want that when you appear somewhere, things go well with you, it shall be so. That is simple. You don't need any extra mathematics. Honor your father and your mother. And our society has it given us all that needs to honor our father and our mother? Has it given us? No. We are seeing all kinds of perversion. That is why you need to pray. Pray. Do you know why children don't honor their father and their mother? Because the devil wants them to die. Because the devil wants them to fail in life. When you raise your head against your mother or your father, and make like this and run your mouth. Sometimes the devil is doing that so that you can miss the blessing. But today we are mothers. Pray for your children. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God, teach my children how to honor you and how to honor me and my husband. Teach our children how to honor us, their parents. Teach us how to honor our own parents. Father, teach us, oh God, teach our children. The society in which we are now, oh God, the world today has so many things that it has offered to children so that they will not know how to respect and to honor their parents, oh God. Because the devil has corrupted the system, oh God. So that our children should not know what is right. I should not do what is right. So that their lives may be possible. But we start to say no. Lord, we say no. We ask you, Father, that you will pour grace upon our children. Let there be grace to honor. 
strength to have them be born again. Amen. You just heard as my daughter testified when she gave her life to Jesus. We did what we could do as parents, but the Lord Jesus took over. Amen. To him be the glory. Amen. As you pray now, before you get married, you shall not struggle tomorrow. Amen. I want us to confess the sins of our children. Those of our children who have grown up, they may do some things that displease God. It, it is our duty to stand in the gap for them. Ezekiel 22, verse 30, And I sought for a man among them, that should make up the hedge and stand it that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Why am I reading this verse? I'm trying to tell us that God is always looking for one person to stand in the gap. More than you are that one person. You can be a notable woman for what you pray your children to become. Amen. Amen. If your children become great, you are already a notable woman. Amen. I mean great for good things. If your children become influential and well known for good things, they are looking when they, when they dare they see you that this is the mother of so so and so. They want to give you a hand. They know you did something at the background. His children, listen. I don't know what was happening with Job's wife. Oh. I don't. I didn't hear anything good about her, except for the fact that she said to her husband, "Of course, God and die." That is not our portion. Instead of the the mother interceding for the children, it was the father interceding for the children. Lord, help us. Amen. You all here are good women. Amen. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone. About that, uh, we're gone about that. Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Every time you kneel down to pray, not only here. Ask God to forgive your children for the sins that they might have committed, which you don't know who goes to commit sin and tells people. Nobody. I, I, the sin that you commit with your tongue before you say, oh, I'm sorry for saying that. That is what people hear. But if you have to just deliberately do something wrong, who sees except God? That's not our portion in Jesus' name. So let's pray and ask God to forgive our children for the sins that they might have committed, which only he knows in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. If they have committed any sins, if they have done anything wrong, if they have 
forgive them. I stand this day in the dark to plead for mercy for my children. Lord, your word says, mercy triumphs over judgment. Somebody has to pray this prayer. Because maybe you just said, somebody died at, at 30 years old. Another one died at 30 years old and it is coming next to your own house and you don't even realize it. God forbid. Pray this prayer. Let it not come. Let God forbid. Let us pray. Because of their fathers. 
this physical bondage. But do you know how many children are in spiritual bondage today? Because of what their fathers have put their hands in. Some fathers have entered into society, evil societies, and it's time for them to pay a certain debt. But they can't pay it, so their children are taken into slavery. Who is contending for your child because of what your husband did? Who is contending for your child because of what your, your parents or your grandparents did? I want you to pray.
There are some people who when they have problems, they go to the wrong source to get help. And they are keeping the property of the devil in their homes. And because of that, the enemy comes to infest. And they come to torment or to put your children or your household in bondage. So this is also for clarification so that when you are praying even in your private time, check out to see if there is anything in your home which is not from the right source. Like for those who come from Africa, small, small jujus, charms, when you keep things like that, you are opening the door for demons to infest your home. And they come to steal away the destiny of your children. Say, God forbid. Now, for you who has been having a long-term problem, something about your children or any of your child that you have prayed and maybe you have not seen any result. Could it be that there is a court case or a summons in the court of heaven against you? Could it be that that child is a legal captive? Do you know that the systems that we find on earth, they are just examples of what is heaven? There is a court in heaven. And the Bible tells us that the devil always goes before God to accuse us. But God says we should come boldly. Because we have been redeemed, come boldly. There is something that you have been praying about concerning one child or two children. You are not seeing any change. Maybe you can just ask God. Could it be the devil is holding on something and saying because of this, God, if you do this to this child, you are unjust. The devil is accusing in the court of heaven. I said, God, are you not a just God? You cannot answer her prayer. If you do it, you are unjust. But then we on the other hand, we come. The Bible tells us that we overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb. And with the testimonies from our mouth. Amen? Amen. And the Bible tells us again, Isaiah 43, 27, Remind me of your merits with, with a thorough report. Let us plead and argue our case together. State your position that you may be proved right. Plead your case. Tell us God. I mean, tell God why you think this child must be free. Why you think this child merits this? Hezekiah pleaded his own. When God said you will die, he put your house together. Hezekiah pleaded his cause, his, his case with God. Said, I have been faithful to you. Put it in my own words. I have feared you have done what is right in your sight. Lord, he pleaded his case with God. You have a case. You may have a case to plead with God this night. For one child that you have been praying for, you may have a case. And I want you to know that through Jesus Christ, you have won that case. Now listen to me. A certain mother, I'm just giving 
contend with you. And you will save your children. So I want you now to stand up and pray in tongues. Pray in tongues for the destiny of your children. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. You can pray in your understanding and pray in tongues. God deliver my children from any oppression that I may not know.
speak blessings into their life. Bless your children. You are the best prophet of your child. You are the best pastor of your child, mother.
So, out of the one teaching today, I want to take a few minutes because time has gone. Please, let's come early tomorrow. Amen? Amen. And uh, Pastor Emma will be teaching tomorrow. She's a powerful teacher. Amen. She's a woman of the world. Yes. And uh, Pastor Elizabeth Fundon will be teaching on Saturday morning. Amen. You all also know her. She's a powerful woman of the world. And we'll have Pastor Melita. She's right here. <laughs> she will be teaching on Saturday. So some people say, when you cook food, the one that is in the bottom is sweet. So we are expecting that the Lord will give us bottom pot that is sweet on Saturday. Amen. Amen. And it shall be so. Hallelujah. Pastor Melita, welcome. She she is my friend whom God gave me in one of our Women for Jesus conference in 2012 when we had Dr. Cindy Trim come minister to us. You know, Dr. Cindy Trim was one of our speakers. So that's when Pastor Lenita came for the conference and we met. Since then, we've been friends. Amen. And she's one of these are pastors' wives. In the Pastors' Wives Arise Network Amen. International. Amen. Clap for Jesus for them. Isn't it awesome to have handmaidens of the Lord like this? Miss B, look at you rubbing yourself among Pastors' Wives. Should I throw it? Amen. Amen. Okay. Miss B. Okay. You said it. Let it be. Amen. So I want to talk about this particular woman. I like the way Bishop, although my beloved husband put it, he said so many words about a notable woman. He said, I wish I could rehearse those words. Remarkable woman. Extraordinary. Outstanding. Praise the Lord. And I want to thank God for my husband. He's very supporting. Amen. God bless you, sir. Thank God for Pastor Gaius, my our first son. Yes. This is also very supporting all the way from Ohio. Yes. And now that the Ohio brethren are here, can we clap for them? Where are they? Are they still in your hotel? I'm seeing just a few. It looks like some are still in the hotel. All right, welcome Ohio. If, if they are very tired, take the blessing to them. We'll see them tomorrow. All right. Um, this lady called Hannah, surprisingly Grace was talking about Hannah. This lady called Hannah, you know, she was a remarkable woman. Very outstanding for certain things that I will mention here. You know, for many things, but I will think because of time, I will mention maybe just two. Just two. Amen? Yeah. I wrote a lot of points, but I will mention just two. If you know the story of Hannah and how that she suffered, I will say, in the hands of another woman, aching words, words that made her cry. And the Bible says she wept sore, meaning that she wept badly. Have you ever had a situation where you weep badly? Then let me tell you the secret that was with Hannah. Hannah was a woman of a few hearts. Mm -hmm. Hannah was a woman of a good heart. 
See, there is no way you can go through such trials successfully if your heart is not right. Mm -hmm. If your heart is that kind of heart that is ready to quarrel, ready to fight, ready to prove your point, ready to tell who you are. Are you talking to me? Do you know me? Do you know who I am? If you are that kind of that kind of person, if your heart is like that, there is no way you can go, so, go through such trying moments and be successful. But Hannah was a woman of a pure heart. Godly character emanates from a pure heart. Godly character emanates from a good heart. And where do we have a good heart from? First, of course, you know when you give your heart to Jesus. But you know there are people who are giving their hearts to Jesus who don't have good hearts. Yeah? You know, we choose, we, ch we make our choices in life can make us have good hearts or bad hearts. The people you want to company with, the people you want to hang out with, the things you want to see, the places you want to go to, the things you choose to speak, the things you make up your mind to do, they tell the, 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 the condition of your heart. And the Bible tells us that blessed and the pure in heart for they shall see God. Yes. Now let me tell you something. Seeing God is in two aspects. When you have a pure heart, you will see God even on this earth. A polluted heart distorts spiritual vision. A polluted heart is blurred. It blurs perception. You can't see the things of God well when you have a polluted heart. And a polluted heart deafens the spiritual ears. Because God deals well with a pure heart and a good heart. Heart. So he communicates well and relates well with a good heart, a clean heart, a pure heart. No doubt, the psalmist says, create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. When you see some people conquer, some people win in circumstances, it's because they have first put their heart right with God. When our hearts are right with God, out of the hearts comes the issues of life. When our hearts are right with God, we are victors. That was the basis of Hannah's victory. A pure heart is not crafty. A pure heart has the pure motives. What is the motive of the related to the decisions that we take? 
what is the reason for doing what you're doing? Ah, listen, God said to, to, to Samuel, he said, Don't anoint him as king, for I have refused him. He speaks, God is telling Samuel not to anoint Saul as king. He said, for I have refused him. For man looketh in the outward, but I go, I look in the heart. That's why two people can make the same mistake. One may go free and another one may be judged. Because God is looking at the heart. That's right. Yes. That's right. Matthew 7, 17 to 21. Every, even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. And Matthew 12 to 34 to 35 says, All generation of vipers, how can ye be evil? Speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man, a good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. Listen, pollute your heart. Your character will change to, to, the, to that effect. Your character will change to reflect the polluted heart. Of course, the world is full of good and bad people. I want you to know that as your temple is clean, there are people looking to pollute your temple. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. As you have God in you, there is a certain glory that you have, that the devil is jealous of. Would it be strange news to you to know that there are people who have decided to follow Jesus and there are also people who have decided to follow Satan? Is that news to you? No. Would it be news to you to know that there are people who have made up their mind that they must follow Jesus to the end? And there are also people who have made up their mind that they must follow Satan to the end. Yes. And would it be news to you that those who have made up their mind that they must follow Satan to the end, they are out to put you down? Yes. Would that be news to you? No doubt. God says, God is angry with the wicked every day. Character will change to reflect a clean heart. Hey! When we give our hearts to Jesus and we read the word of God, 
That word of God keeps our heart pure. The word of God is that water that washes our hearts. And the blood of Jesus Christ is that which cleanses the stains of sin from our hearts. We need the word of God. We need the blood of Jesus. Have a pure heart. Because there comes a time when character will be tested. And the victory will depend on whether your heart is right with God or not. Listen, today we are going to receive grace. Grace. There is grace in the house. Grace from God. To forgive. Grace from God. To speak the right words in times of trials. This is what we want to get from the notable woman, Hannah. I wrote a lot of points, but I'm not going to go on them because of time. So what I'm going to take concerning Hannah, maybe our prayer, we know she prayed. She has self-control. I can just name those things to you. Now, Hannah was married to Elkanah. She had a mate. That was a difficult situation. To be two women married to one man. In America, it is called crazy. Yes, for some of us who come from some other part of the world, it is, may just be a norm. But to me, it's crazy. And that was not enough. Penina, the mate of Hannah, had children, but Hannah did not have any more child. And you know the story. Penina kept provoking Hannah. It was a period of trial for Hannah. It was a season of trial for Hannah. How many of you have gone through seasons of trial? Nobody. <laughs> All of us have gone through seasons of trials. Now you can begin to reflect and see how did you behave? What did you do? Some trials come to test our character. Some trials come to promote us. Hannah is noted. Hannah is noted for, the, for being a prayerful woman. A woman who focused on God and refused to be distracted by the person who was provoking her. You know, sometimes some people, you, you say, do you know that sister or do you know that brother? And they, they describe you identifying what you don't have. They identify you by what you don't have or what you have. Do you know that brother? Do you know that, oh, that sister who is not married? Oh, that brother who is not married? Oh, that sister who is that? <laughs> You are not in reproach. No reproach shall come to you. In Jesus' name. You are in God's plan. You are in God's agenda. It seems like it's a hard moment, but God is watching. Amen? God is watching. Hannah, in spite of the fact that Penina provoked her. I don't know what Penina was telling her. 
that she decided to continually go into the house of the Lord. At some point, the Bible says, when they went to the house of the Lord, Penina provoked her. Even when they went to church, Penina still provoked her. Provoked her at home, provoked her in the church. Has somebody ever mocked you for what you don't have? Has somebody ever mocked at you for something you are handicapped in? Don't be discouraged. Amen. Keep on praying. Amen. Amen. Hannah is notable for being a woman who controlled herself and did not fight back. She did not speak bad words, neither to Penina nor to the man of God. Did you find any record of quarreling? Now, what do some people do? When they are faced with trials like that, they move from one person in the church to the other, telling how bad that person is for doing what they have done to them. You make yourself stay in that circle for long because God is not pleased with that. Penina, I mean, Hannah was polite even to the man of God. When she said, when he told her, let me just read what he said. First Samuel chapter 1, 14 to 16. And Eli said unto her, How long will thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. The Bible says, A soft answer turneth away wrath. That's Proverbs 15, verse 1. The man of God came insulting Hannah. He did not know her problem. The Bible says she was praying, only her mouth was moving. But she was not speaking the words out. Now, for Eli to mistake, to have mistaken her for a drunkard, I perceive, or I think she was making some movements. Because can a drunkard just sit put like this? Have you ever seen a drunkard? Somebody who is really drunk just sit quietly like this. Except they are falling asleep. Except even when they are falling asleep, they are going to be. So Hannah must have been making some movements that made her look like a drunkard. Hannah must have been making some extraordinary things. When the pain is there, you pray extraordinarily. And the man of God said, How long? You come and you drunk even in the house of God? How come the man of God did not even understand that this woman was in pain? But Hannah did not disrespect her pastor. Hannah is noted for being polite, respectful, and speaking what she had to say that will open the door for her blessing to come. She said, no, my Lord. Listen, 
The irony is that Eli, the prophet at that time, had lost favor before God because of his children. So God was no more speaking to Eli. Eli was the seer. He was supposed to see and tell the people, but he was no more seeing. Meaning that he was like a pastor who, came, who was coming to his church and the church was just making noise. And God was not there because Eli had a problem with God. So it was a pastor in a social body. But there was one woman who made God come because of her heart. There was one woman who made the pastor to hear God because of her heart. There was one woman who made the pastor to see because of her heart. You will know that at the moment when Hannah was praying, the spiritual blindness of the pastor of Eli at that time was eminent. Because instead of seeing this woman as a woman in pain, he saw her as a drunkard. It was enough for Hannah to say, Why, what am I wasting my time for in this church? As some people say, spirit is not there for that church. <laughs> the pastor is not anointed. When he prays, people don't fall. He does not prophesy. He comes and sits in church and he sleeps. The pastor does not sit. I'm going to that other prophet. Oh, there's a prophet in town. Our pastor is not anointed. There's a prophet in town. Let me tell you. Hannah is noted for understanding the principles of loyalty. Hannah is noted for understanding the principles of coverage. Of staying under a divine coverage. A coverage where God puts you. Under which God puts you. Because, because of her heart, she responded politely to the man of God. And she made her request known to God. Suddenly, after that encounter, which would have been, which would have been the moment when Hannah would have missed it. Just having Penina trouble her was a moment for her to enter into quarreling and gossiping and hatred and miss her blessing. But she overcame that one. I see it was not a lot. Right in the house of God, the pastor himself, whom you will speak about, this is the man of God I trust. If it is more than me, he can come and agree with me and help me and pray and prophesy over me. He was nowhere to be found in that spiritual realm. Just you alone, that woman with your pain, cannot overcame. Why? Because of her heart. She was coming from the foundation of a pure heart. She was coming from the foundation of a godly heart. A godly woman. A woman with a godly character. A woman who feared God. A woman who has endured. A woman who did not grumble. A woman who did not blame God. And suddenly, the heavens opened. And Eli heard God. And Eli spoke into her life. If Eli did not hear God, he would not have said, 
Go in peace. Let the Lord grant your request. At that moment, it was done. A woman of godly character. What I'm trying to tell us is that godly character comes from a pure heart. From a pure heart. From the heart comes the issues of life. When trials will come, it is your heart that will tell whether you are going to win or lose. In the end, did Hannah win? Hannah came back with this child. And Eli could not recognize her. Hannah said, I am that woman who came here and prayed. She said, I, for this child I prayed. And the Lord has answered me. So I've come to give him back. Can we rise? Hi. Hannah was notable for forgiving. If she had a grudge in her heart, she would not have had a breakthrough. The times of trial is the time when you are hurting. True or false? The time when you are hurting. You need God to help your heart. Do you know these things we can't do them on our own? A pure heart we can't have by our own. There is grace and that grace comes from the Holy Spirit. God wants to give us pure hearts. God wants to give us godly hearts. So that in the times of trouble, we can be godly. In the times of trouble, we can see things the way God sees them. In the times of trouble, we can act the way God wants us to act. In the times of trouble, we can please God instead of our flesh. In the times of trouble, we can please God instead of the devil. Somebody in here needs grace to forgive. Somebody in here needs grace to forgive. There is grace in the house to forgive. Hallelujah! Somebody in here needs grace for soft words. There are some women when they are hurt, they speak rudely to their husbands. Oh Lord, have mercy. I don't know how many women in our society today know that their husbands are Lord. That's a whole big topic. And they can just run their mouth to their husbands anyhow. God is not pleased. There is grace in the house today to have a heart that is after God. You can come out to the altar for prayer if you need grace to forgive somebody. If you need grace in one area of your life. What shall you be said that you are notable for? What shall it be said about you that you are notable for? When you pass through a particular place, what are your footprints talking about? We only footprints wherever we go. What do your footprints speak of you? Oh, do your fruit footprints say, oh, this lady that passed through this place. Thank God she should never come back again. 
or this lady that passed through this place. Oh, I wish I had her again. There is grace in the house to forgive. There is grace in the house to forgive and to let go. There is grace. Hallelujah. Just begin to pray to the Lord from your heart right now. If you have a problem of talking rudely, of to or talking proudly to people, of disrespecting people, ask God there is grace in the house today. Because we have heard that Hannah was notable. The presence of the Lord is here. 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 Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is pouring grace. If you, if you are hurting too much and you have been finding it difficult to forgive, say, Lord, I, I ask for grace to forgive. So in me the seed of forgiveness. I want to forgive. I want to forgive this person, that person. Lord, help me to forgive. If you have said so, then now say, Lord, I forgive. Lord, I forgive. Lord, I let go. Holy Spirit, help me. The grace is upon you. Hallelujah. The grace of God is upon you. There is also grace of God in the house for prayer. Being a prayerful woman. Praying more than ever before. If you want that grace, please move to the pulpit. Pray until you see things happen. Hallelujah. There is grace to pray until you see it happen. Hallelujah. Grace. Just lift up your hands for those of you who come for prayers. To pray. Receive the grace from God. Receive it. I'm telling you the truth. The presence of God is here. Just open your heart. You will never. You are receiving a fire. A fire. A fire. A fire. Hallelujah. A fire that you have never received before you. Let that fire come upon you. In the name of Jesus. Pray more than ever before. Holy Spirit, touch them. 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 Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Worship the Lord. Just bless the Lord. Receive. It is here already. There are packages. They are coming down on you already. They are coming down on you already. You are, you are actually making a shift in the spirit realm. You are shifting from one level to another. One dimension to another. You are becoming a woman of prayer. You are becoming a woman who will pray until it happens.
Jesus will sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you should. Yes. Please come closer. Come closer. Thank you.